welcome to Q&A Quest episode 129? One, maybe? Probably? Sure. I'm, I'm, your, I'm your host, Mike Abbs, AK Wheels, and with me as always. Uh, currently, definitely not feeling the relaxing hum of grinding in a Brandia game. Damn, Bernie Family Master. It's uh, over here from Japan with his favorite little co-host... Mostly napping in her chair. Go back to sleep. Yay. Uh, Michael Baker, Gaiji Monogatari. I can verify that this is, in fact, episode 129, by the way. Woohoo! I got it right. Yay! And coming to you for only the second time in nine months, I believe now. Oh no, seven months. I'm Matt Mason, Platy M3. And I'm also uh, very interested in what's going on on our stream and Grandia. Woohoo! The tie that binds. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And where might where, where might else people have heard you recently? Oh yes, I did a start up a couple weeks ago, and uh, hopefully getting going with our second episode later this week. A podcast called Slime Time. I've been on the Dragon's Den, which is a repository for lots of Dragon Quest goodies over the years, and a bunch of us over there. I think this we're in the third iteration. Somebody tried this five years ago. Somebody tried it four years ago. And uh, this year, I was like, come on. We can do this. We can at least put out one a month. <laughs> I believe so in you. We, we'll try. Tell us more about Slime Time. <laughs> oh, Slime Time. we just discussing Dragon Quest stuff. I'm hoping to get the guy who runs the dragon's den he's run it for i think 22 years it's been online now oh my god um yeah i, yeah, I was having right a, up there with our site wow mm-hmm. i was having a beer with him down at disney uh last month he came down with his kids and we met up and he leaned back at one point and he's like you know i've been running this half my life as of october <laughs> <laughs> not ready to contemplate that as of october <laughs> so uh and i know i've been a member i've Got 22,000 forum posts there. I've been a member for 15, 16, 17 years now. So with uh, all the experience I've gotten coming on your podcast and Phil and RPG cast, I was like, you know what? I, I, I don't know if I'm ready to host, but let's get something on the air. And uh, we had a quick little episode two weeks ago. Came up with a fun little game to play. Uh, Mary Thwack Puff Puff. Yeah. <laughs> Aha! <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> version of yeah, you know, that's where that came from. It. I saw it a couple times on Twitter. I'm thinking, okay, yep. yeah. So yeah, we we in discussing the podcast a couple months ago that got put in a group chat, and I was like, oh no, we're doing that. That's going to be part of every interview when we have people on, because that's what we want to do. We want to have a bunch of people that have been on the Dragons End for a long time interview one a day or one and one a day one an episode if you can that, uh, <laughs> that's a little too ambitious but uh have somebody different on every time and then talk about a game we're going to try to get the uh, dragon quest 11 hype going because oh. the guy the guy who runs that site imported that game when it came out two years ago i think he got it on pc and rigged up a whole setup where he aimed his phone at it and beamed his phone to the TV with Google Translate going so he could live translate. It, it was three or four screens all at once, and we're like, oh my gosh, you're hardcore to do that. <laughs> well, I'm glad that translation Rube Goldberg devices can be allowed to exist in this horrifying <laughs> death world. 
I mean, by the time it came out, it was pretty obvious it was going to come to the United States. I'm like, you know what? I can just wait till next year. I'm fine. And then I waited for two years for the Switch. I was going to say, now we've yeah. got the definitive edition coming. Oh, I'm so excited. I, I, I held out when we got the PS4 version and the PC version because, like, the Switch version will probably have more stuff, and I won't, I won't be able to finish it if I'm tied to a TV. Yeah, that was that was my thinking as well. Is really really holding out hope for the D, the uh, 3DS version, but uh, I mean after after we got no Joker three and no is there something else on 3 3DS? No, just we didn't. No, we just, didn't get hmm. any of the monsters games. Yeah, yeah after no Joker oh, three, the, the writing was on the wall for me. <laughs> but hey, uh, I mean we got we're getting uh, the Switch version. Yeah, I'll take it. Take it. Yeah. Yep, just on my list of Switch games to eventually get, once I eventually get a Switch. <laughs> oh, Did you not pick up the uh, 3DS version in Japan? No, because I've just got enough stuff to play as it is. <laughs> Very uh, I'll do. I mean, it was on my list of things to get eventually, but hey, now Switch version, so let's go with that. That has all the things you would want in it. Yep. Oh, it definitely does. I was upset when we didn't get the 3DS version announced because my dream a year and a half ago was I'm going to play the PS4 version. I'll put in five hours. I'll get to a town. I'll turn around the next night. I'll put in my three or four hours in 2D mode on my 3DS and just keep balancing the game back and forth. That's what I was going to do in my head. And well, that didn't happen. It would have been fun. That would have been. Uh, But. Well, the weird thing about the 3DS version is, like, you, it's not one or the other. It's both at the same time. Uh, <laughs> for a little bit. You do have to pick at some point. Do you? Okay. Yes, yeah, you start having to switch between. I, it might have been the first town or something. At some point, you have to switch, but um, or you have to choose to stick with one, but you can change that at the church, apparently. Interesting. <laughs> It's it's just such a cool idea, though. My big oh, problem, my big problem I had when I was thinking about playing Dragon Quest XI on PS4 was the, like I just saw this article retweeted again, but it was one of the hard times articles. Guy who hasn't played RPG in a week might as well just start over. <laughs> <laughs> I think I literally just clicked like on somebody's Twitter twenty minutes ago, on that one. Yeah, yeah that's true. I, I couldn't I couldn't do that to myself again. Uh, so. I was going to say, this is why most Saga games now have, like, journal logs that will tell you where you've been before. <laughs> saga games also benefit from the fact that you probably don't fully understand the systems anyway, so you're not going to get anything by starting over. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's a game like Romance, like the re- um, reboot of, or not reboot, but the remaster of Romancing Saga 2, where starting a new game plus will actually let you carry over stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Useful if you want to get multiples of that one charm blocking accessory. That's really important for one for very specific places. Yeah, including the final battle. Yeah. So. Mean, very mean. Yes. Uh, there's a reason why in, in the original version, my final boss lineup was almost always like 80% female. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unrelated, Justin is getting absolutely terrible MP growths in this version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think it's this version's fault, but it is uh, what's happening in this save file. What? What's a Grandia? 
I don't understand. I'll fight you. We will talk about it in a bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's I've, grand. To talk about I've it played two. I've played two. I, that's, uh, the, that's the only one I haven't played. Uh, Go it's, figure. It's the only reason I kept my Cursed Dreamcast around. Grandia, <laughs> Parallel Trippers. Um, that was fun, actually. It was weird and hard to uh, interpret, but fun. Now that's the one I haven't played. Yeah. yeah. Well, have you played Digital Museum? Okay, no. never mind. I have not played that either. <laughs> I was going to say, Digital Museum is more of a it's like, like a media thing, not right? Really, a game. Like it's a, it's a. You wander around as though it were a Grandia dungeon, but it's just full of like here's some like music test and here's like art from the game. It's a very strange product to release boxed to people for them to purchase, but it mm. it mostly functions as like a digital art book mm. that you could purchase for your Sega Saturn in Japan. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I love the battle systems in Grandia so much. I played Extreme to death, to death a long time ago. That game is just like raw, like we know what you came, if you came here for the mechanics, that is what we are here to give you and nothing else. <laughs> and, that, and yes, that's all I got. I got mechanics and mana eggs and I dove into that same dungeon, or there's a few, but yeah, I dove into like each four, of the... Uh, I think you're right. I dove into each of them many, many times. I had like where the mana eggs were located, and I built some nice mana eggs back in the day. Oh yeah, that one introduced like a mana egg fusion system. Yes, mana eggs are in every single game. They're always how you get magic, and they never work the same way twice. No, they don't. <laughs> Not even slightly. But they're probably at their simplest in one, but. And Grindy Extreme sounds like something I should actually play. I think you would enjoy it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Extreme and 3. I mean, and everybody loves 2 with the story, but I would say Extreme and 3 have the best battle systems. 1 is still my favorite, just for ha being, having a mood that none of the others ever even really attempted to capture. 3 kind of tries to be a bit more adventurous, but... But 3 had other issues, and... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really. I, I just, match. I just remember really trying hard to enjoy three, and I liked some of the visuals and some of the scene, um, scenes. But at the same time, I'm like, at one point, it's like, okay, this is already happening now. It's like, it seems like the plot's <laughs> on fast forward. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird game. It's, it's not that. Terrible. That and I refuse to believe that that character is the main character's mom. That was. That feels like they like. Designed a character and then assigned her a role. <laughs> I mean, if they called her big sister the entire time, I would have believed it much more easily. There's a lot of games with hot moms, but I mean, if you look at frickin' like Grandia One's main character's mom, it's like, yeah, she's supposed, she's designed to be like a good-looking mom-aged woman, but she's obviously someone's mom. <laughs> Well, hitting hitting her son repeatedly on the head with frying pans, and um, not it's like who a else gets away with that, but mom. It's like a serving tray, but I love her internal <laughs> justification for it being, well, he's not going to get any dumber. <laughs> and here I'm thinking, now I need to restart Parallel Trippers just so I can go through the pi um, Pirate Sea level and recruit her as a playable character again. They cool. give you a lot, like, if you're willing to talk to everyone in the starting town, you get a surprising amount of, like, information about things like, her piracy career is Lily the Skull. That was great. 
Uh, these are one of the. This is one of the games you have to talk to the NPCs over and over and over to get everything out of them. And the thing is that, like, because the game cycles out towns so aggressively, characters will get new dialogue after everything that happens in their section of the game. So you'll go back to a town and they'll have reacted to the dungeon you just did. Yeah. And uh, I noticed that. Yeah, I just got to the. Uh... Or is it where the girl gets kidnapped for the yeah. marriage? And you go back to town and there's 25 NPCs all like, hey, guess what? There's a wedding going to go on. I can't believe this wedding's going to go on. I didn't think anybody would marry him, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow, that's a lot of extra dialogue. One of my favorite bits of extra dialogue that there, there's no reason to ever do this is the receptionist of the like adventurous society, that kid, the head of which kidnapped her. If you go and talk to her at that point, she's like, dang, I wanted, I was going to social climb and marry that guy. Yes. I wanted to be the <laughs> wife of the adventurer society. Yep, I just saw, I got through that yesterday. That was great. And it's just like, I probably discovered that on my like fifth or so playthrough, because there's no reason to go back to there. There's never anything that drags you back to that area, but she has new dialogue. <laughs> I think I ran into her last night because I forgot where the church was. I knew yeah. they were getting married, and I just walked into his office. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're not getting married in his office. <laughs> you but can stop. go back. Oh, good. Oh, I was going to say, but I stopped and talked to the receptionist anyway. Like, I'm, hey, I'm here anyway. Let me talk to her. And, yeah, she was she was a little uh, disappointed with her lot in life. Yep. But uh, if you go back after you do the wedding scenario, you can find – you can try to go back into his office, and if you do – you can, like, talk to the door, and you'll just hear him crying in there. <laughs> oh, yup, oh, yup, oh, yup. I love that a yup is something that's so baked into his speech that in order to get in, you have to say it yourself. <laughs> uh, I'm I was say, we're, we're talking about Grandia the first having its own special thing. I think part of it is simply a loving attention to detail. Yeah, it. when I was and thinking it, about it... Okay. I mean, the... It's like, it's not the only game I can think of with that kind of love from its developers, but all the ones I know of that are like that, they just, they're all the favorites of this, their particular series for the most part. Mm -hmm. I would, the way that I would describe it is it, like, on a micro scale, it reminds me a bit of, like, obviously this example does it way to a much greater extent, but, like, how Trails, every time something happens, like, every... NPC sort of has their weird inner life. And so, like, every time you, every time I play this, I'll notice a different NPC and, like, some of the weird things, weird interactions you can have with them because they just had that kind of detail going on. But, uh, You're right. It, it, that is a mechanic that pops up in the Trails thing again. I, I can't talk to everybody in Trails. Those games are long enough. I'm... Yeah, no, it's impossible. But, like, that's the thing that makes it great is it doesn't, you don't have to talk to everyone. But everyone you do talk to, you'll feel rewarded because the game will have gave them something to make them interesting. Very much so, yeah. So that's that's oh man, I, I freaking love it. I'm so glad to play it again. Uh, the the port is not perfect, but it is certainly good enough. Yeah, uh, a lot of uh, fears have gone unfounded. I'm yeah. glad I picked it up day one. It, I mean. I heard a music looping issue once. I swear one of my characters talked in a different voice during a battle one time. 
I couldn't get that to repeat. And other than that, I've noticed maybe like two spacing issues. Yeah. Text. And that's Although it. I think those were in the original PS1 translation. Which, I was going to say, which, very well, all of those things might have been in the original, so... Yeah. If that's, I've noticed, if that's all you can find to complain about, then yay. Yeah, I've noticed... Uh, I don't... It slows down less than the PS1 version, which is nice. The PS1 version did not, not run at a great frame rate. Uh, the other thing... I got one audio looping issue where in the transition to a boss fight, the last piece of audio just kind of looped for a couple extra seconds. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, like, it's it's fine. Uh, I admit, I wish that there was an option for totally unfiltered sprites. Uh, the filtering doesn't look too bad, except for the cases where the game really zooms in on a sprite where you can kind of tell, like, there's been some, like, fuzzing detail loss because of the way that they've uh, redone the sprites, but otherwise, I, I'm very pleased with it. It's a it's a wonderful port, and I do appreciate the fact that this is the first time that, like, one, you can switch between the English and Japanese audio at any point in the game just by going into the start menu, and two, this is the first time that audio has been in an English release, and it's interesting to hear the Japanese audio. Mm -hmm. I wish they would have smoothed out the camera in battle a little bit, but going uh, back that was always an issue there i've never had an issue with it so i'm not even actually sure what you're talking about here well i, I it seems like it's it, it seems like somebody with a little bit of shake in their hand is holding the camera in battle sometimes oh i get it it, it has kind of like these odd sort of jerky movements in certain correct it, it yeah, i was gonna say that's all it is it's not a smooth because it does zoom in and zoom out quite a bit the camera is yeah. quite a bit in battle but sometimes it's just not very smooth. Yeah, I think it's a case of, like, the problem there is that no one was going to fix it because I think it's actually intentional. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Also, someone in the chat just asked Grandia for when, and I'm sorry to report that uh, Game Arts might as well be dead. Uh, oh. uh, I, I'm sure that they, they still exist in some form, but also the, the director of Grandia has passed, like, ten years ago at this point. Uh which was very sad to find out, but, like, he was kind of the series shepherd. Uh, there was a Grandia Online that barely existed for a couple years there. Maybe don't remember that. Um, I, I kind of remember that it existed, but nothing else. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's better that way. Uh, the <laughs> battle system could not meaningfully transition into an MMO context anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, the worlds of Grandia are always fun, but they're fun in the context of the stories they're telling, so... Yeah, um... Oh, uh, one other thing about the actual collection. I haven't checked two. I'm convinced it's probably going to be just fine. Uh, yeah, also, yeah, I started on one and had the idea that I was going to play maybe an hour or two of one, an hour or two of two, and one has just sucked me in completely. It's so engrossing. So I'm looking forward to playing it finally. Oh man! Yeah. Now they just oh. need to release Skies of Arcadia on Switch, and you can stop claiming that you have rainy day RPGs. <sighs> uh, I would things love we'll play eventually. Wheels. Uh, I just decided to boot up Beyond the Labyrinth again just for fun. Nice. And uh, starting from New Game Plus, and I'm looking at the difficulty options. I, I had forgotten about this. So when you're choosing difficulty options, it starts with normal. Hard, super hard, ultra hard, hyper hard. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm like, do I really want to? Do I really want to tempt fate? No, I don't. I'm gonna just gonna try hard this time. <laughs> so there's a hardness scale, is what you're saying that has nothing to do with minerals. Yeah. <laughs> oh, looking Interesting. For, looking forward to playing that game. Yep. And back into the beginning where it looks more like super, um, Shin Megami Tensei from Super Famicom than anything else. <laughs> Except all the enemies are incredibly 8-bit. Sweet. Another... So question, who, who owns, uh, speak, since we brought up Skies of Arcadia, who owns that? Is that something it's that just, could actually happen? It's uh, Sega Lock, Stock, and Barrel. They own it. Okay. It was like, a Rico Kodama production, it, right? Rico Kodama, I believe, had, had was like high up in it. I want to say directed, but I'm not certain. I'll double check. But yeah, it, it was in a uh, Sega internal joint, which is really the only way you were getting Dreamcast exclusives at the time. Um, a producer, Rieko Kodama. So, uh, but the game had uh, two directors, so I would say that, like, realistically. In terms of how Sega was organized, producer was probably serving as a de facto lead director. Um, it was produced by an internal Sega division. Sega, I missed the period when Sega had like 15 different uh, internal divisions that all had different names and it was hard to keep track of what they were doing. <laughs> but it, at the time, the company, it's Sega Amusement, uh, re, like Sega Amusement, whatever, Research and Development, AM1. And, but they were going under the moniker of Overworks at the time. Uh, they were also the Sakura Tyson developer. So they, I guess, were just kind of, eh, here's the Sega RPG team. Uh, but, yeah. Um, they've gone through a lot of names over the years. But uh, I guess currently they are AM1 again, so... That's fun. I think Sega used to have as many as seven of those AM divisions. Jeez. I'm trying to remember what AM7s... Okay, yeah, yep, there was a Sega AM7. Which was sometimes, at some point, known as Sega CS2. Uh, and they were the Daytona people. I think they may have gotten folded into AM1 at some point. Uh, but yeah, so Sega Sega owns Skies of Arcadia, and the thing stopping it seems to be them not believing in the property. <laughs> oh wow! Like it's just one of those like when Skies of Arcadia Legends came out, it was supposed to be here. We're going to port Skies of Arcadia to the PS2 and GameCube, and then there will be a PS2 and GameCube Skies of Arcadia too. You'll notice three quarters of the things I just mentioned didn't happen. So. Mm-hmm. Bit of a because of mismanagement. A lot of mismanagement. Um, a lot of Sega had a lot of difficulty coming to terms with how the PS2 worked. Uh, mm. You will note that some teams did fine. The Shinobi team did fine, but a lot of them seemed to sort of struggle with it. Uh, Sonic team in particular, like the PS2 version of Sonic games, were always markedly worse. Um, yeah, I, I hope Skies of Arcadia Legends one day... One day finds its way to a modern console. I have been 
hoping for a Skies of Arcadia of Legends HD since 2008. So, that was like the year when I was thinking like, oh, you know, file sizes for digital download games have gotten small enough that this, have gotten large enough that this could happen. And then it kept <laughs> not happening. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, apparently it, uh, its initial release did not do as well as they hoped, so we're all to blame. All those except, people that didn't go out except, and buy it. Except me, I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. It's not my fault. But hey, they're bringing back Soccer Wars, which was much, much more popular, but I mean, hope springs eternal. <laughs> They're also not bringing it back as a strategy RPG. I blame Valkyria Chronicles under performance. <sighs> Beg people to buy Dragon Quest on 3DS. That doesn't work. Beg them to buy Valkyria Chronicles. That doesn't work. Should we tell people not to buy things? People. I don't think. I think the problem is that they're not listening in the first place. Not that they're not taking our advice. No, that's not the problem. <laughs> no, clearly that's not the problem. People don't buy Dragon Quest Eleven on Switch. Wink, wink. Like looking. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I keep looking up like information on those updates and the degree of sound and fury. Any time that I accidentally see a comment about it is just like, like you, people are like no, it need all of these updates need to be added to the PS4 version for free. I demand this, <laughs> and that's why you don't go to the internet. You know what would be funnier? What if they announced Dragon Quest Enhanced S Edition for PC? Epic Store exclusive. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to see that. I don't. I don't want to see a crossbreed. The world of wheels. Like, some people just want to watch the world burn, but I don't want to see the crossbreed of like the JRPG, the angry JRPG fan and the angry Steam fan come together. Now so. this could be a Muso game, right? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh no! What S stands for? Oh no! Dragon Quest Scramble, no! <laughs> uh, I will never get over freaking Persona 5 Scramble. <laughs> like, I'm over it, but I keep forgetting it exists, which leads me to my favorite story. Like, I taught, I think I mentioned this last episode, but, like, I was talking to a friend and brought up Persona 5 Scramble, and he thought I had made it up. He knew Persona 5S had been hinted at, but had forgotten about it entirely, and just didn't even realize that the Muso game had been announced. <laughs> uh, so he just thought I had made it up as a joke. <laughs> no one could have made that up. That is just... I don't have the power to make up something. It's the ultimate troll. So perfectly absurd. Oh, Persona 5S was a Muso, and it's coming to Switch. It's coming, baby. There's a Persona 5... Big, conspicuous white space on Switch. <laughs> uh, I'll forgive you, Atlas, if you port Tokyo Mirage Sessions to the Switch. Yes, please. That deserves to be played by more than the 70,000 people that bought it the first time. Wow, it's sold that low. I don't know. I made that number up. I remember it being something like that, where it's just like, this sold horribly. 
Like, let's see. Okay, sales. The game debuted at number 13 in Japan with 23,000 units. Uh, number eight on the weekly download charts in Japan. Uh, by the following week, it had dropped out of the top 20. Uh, by January 2016, it was noted to have sold 32,000 units. In its first week on sale in North America, the game sold 50,000 units. So, getting combined Ouch. about 80,000 units. Ouch. It, it did not do well. <sighs> Rip Wii U. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it could find an audience on Switch, but I don't think it will ever be given the chance. Probably not. <sighs> uh, well, oh, well, we should probably find a question eventually. No, no, no. We'll get to that first. We got to talk some Dragon Quest. Ah, uh, yes. yes. Dragon Quest. There are so many things that they have added to this that really... don't just <laughs> seem cosmetic. It's. I... Yeah, it's I, incredible. I don't are even know talking? what half of them half of them are because I'm just like, yeah, this is the version I'm gonna play. I don't care. I don't oh, care Dragon what things they pile S. on. Yeah, I don't care what they pile on. This is the version I'm waiting for. So you know, just pile it on. Man, I spent 110 hours just trying to get through all three acts. So, and I didn't <laughs> even touch. There were game mechanics I didn't even touch. There were a couple different arenas and do this challenge by doing this over and over again. And I touched on, you know, what little you needed to do to for the story, but I never, like, really went back there and spent a great deal of time on that. I admit that one of the things I'm most happy about is just using the orchestral music tracks. Mm. <laughs> now, is it going to use orchestral for everything? That's something I can't quite read. It... Because it says it's going to use the orchestra like battle music, the orchestral overworld. But I swear it, in some press release early on, like it specifically mentioned those two things. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like it would be really stupid that you walk over the walk out of the overworld into a dungeon and suddenly that's MIDI. <laughs> that wouldn't or, stop them, though. So. No, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> Or you go into town and all of a sudden you're like, mm, wait a minute, this isn't quite the level I was just listening different. to. This is very mm -hmm. different than what I just had. But I mean, that might have been a translation thing from the interview that was given. Ages. Yeah, it's one of those situations where it's like, oh, it's we're playing a game of translation telephone with a lot of these anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think one of the neatest things that they're going to do is... Right after, because the, the main game, to get to the credits, there's basically two big acts. You got the first half, the second half, and then you have a third half that goes post-game, which is really quite needed to, it, it's, it's well, definitely part happens. of the story. Yeah, yeah. But the big part in the middle, you lose your characters and you have to go find them all again because mm -hmm. something's happened. And they're adding in like little mini stories for all of those characters. Ooh. And some Dragon of the NPCs. Yep. Some yeah, like in the middle of the game, it's gonna have a little chapter system or something like Dragon Quest Four. And you're apparently they're gonna have some of the NPCs join your parties because at the time, well, the big party was all split up. I mean, obviously they made other friends and went out doing other things. Meh. 
So that seems to be a fun little addition. Yeah. Oh, man. There's just... Like, the list, when you actually look up the list, it's kind of terrifying. (laughs) Also, a lot of these are just things like, oh, this is... This just made the game move faster, which is also nice. It's just like, oh, you can speed up certain... Like, I think there's a speed up in battle now, but just, like, I, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> there was a... I believe the PS4 version had that. Maybe okay. not quite as much as they're going to add to the Switch, but I thought there was a slightly faster, maybe 50% more or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of these little, like, dash functions added, increased speed of party dialogue, things like that. So it's like, mm, yeah, thank you for saving me that handful of seconds while text just sort of flitted across the screen. <laughs> oh, and that's right. And when you ride the horse now, in the um, first release of it, you could ride the horse and just, like, plow your way through weak enemies on the field, and they'd go flying. It was very satisfying. Um, but you, you didn't battle them. They just you skipped that battle. Yeah. But now apparently you're getting experience. Nice. For running over weak monsters. Ooh, somebody was paying attention to Earthbound back in the day. <laughs> Finally, we've reached we've reached Earthbound. <laughs> yes. Which I don't know how useful that is. The game itself, unless you're playing with some of the restrictions on, the game itself wasn't very difficult. Yeah, I know that I the t- the two complaints I always heard about it were the music and the difficulty. It wasn't too hard unless you added the uh, draconian restrictions to it. The, the which, existence of the draconian restrictions sounds like an acknowledgement from the developers that it's been tuned easy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, man, I had a friend who put 200 hours into the hard mode oh, by putting on the hard monsters, and I was like, man... You're in your 20s, and you've got time to do all that and put 200 hours into your PS4. You, like, you need, you apparently need to make this money stretch, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I did my 110 hours over the course of about two months, but that took a lot of planning. Like, okay, the kids are in bed. It's 9 o'clock. I'm going to have a cup of coffee because tonight I can stay up till 1. <laughs> that's, that's called optimization. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I probably haven't put 50 hours into my PS4 since completing that, like, last November. Total. Like, the only thing that, like, because of my TV situation, the only things that drag me to the PS4 are basically Yakuza games. Mm. So, oh, Kingdom Hearts did it, and, like, a couple of, like, Resident Evil 2 and Devil May Cry did, but that was a very rare occasion. Usually it's just, it's just Yakuza games that drag me to it. <laughs> It's hard. What else are they going to add to this? Trying to think just off the top of my head. Oh, you get to go visit old Dragon Quest games. Yeah, I think that was originally in like the 3DS version, and then they just never made them for the PS4 version. But correct. And but. I think the the reason is is because those areas are in the uh, 16-bit like yeah. SNES graphic style. So that would have kind of been inconsistent with the PS4 release. Yeah, especially because that was like kind of a selling point on the 3DS version. So it's like, well, we'll keep it to the version that already has that as like a thing. Correct. What I'm excited to see, I don't, and I asked a couple people and they didn't really know. Um, but are they going to have the characters from the other games, or do you just visit the world? Like, are you going to go 
visit the castle from Dragon Quest 1? Or is the hero going to actually be there? Not as a party member, but just, you know, hey, he's standing there. Go talk to him. Check because... him out. And he just responds with an ellipsis. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd be very interested because I, my kids and I have gotten into doing perler beads a lot in the past year. Uh... And I have done the entire cast of Dragon Quest 5, 4, 2, 1, and 11. All out of perler beads. And using like the uh, DS versions, screen captures from there. I got to do Dragon Quest VI next. I had somebody finally send me um, sprite sheets for that one. But, I mean, for Dragon Quest Seven, for Dragon Quest Eight, there's no low-res sprites. And I'm not the artist enough to try to make the Dragon Quest Eight characters out of, on a 29 by 29 grid. <laughs> I, that seems I difficult. Need, I need Square Enix to do that for me. <laughs> Please have one of your professional or, sprite artists. Or just do search the internet for Dragon Quest Eight sprites and see if anyone else did it for you. You know, I did, and I found some ones where they'd modified other people's ones. Like, I think I found the hero, but he was like a ninja from Final Fantasy or something like that. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, that sprite looks very familiar. This they just doesn't can't... look quite right. It's not. It's not... Yeah, they're like, oh, you it. made his bandana red, like in Dragon Quest Eight. Got it. That's not quite. <laughs> this isn't what I had in mind. No. <laughs> and I, I did find a Yangus one, but that one just looked very weirdly proportioned. He seems like he would be hard to render in, in like, like a proper sixteen-bit style sprite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, like, the first Yangus ones I did. <laughs> the first ones I did because my kids were totally into Dragon Quest Eleven with me last year were when we started doing all the perler beads, I found a Japanese site that had all of the three DS sprites. And there's so many and what I think is cool, I didn't realize that they went a step further with not just having the sprites of the Dragon Quest Eleven characters, but all the costumes you can get in the PS4 version, they have sprites of all those characters in costumes. Ooh. So, That's pretty rad. That was pretty neat because the hero, I, I, I hate the hero's haircut in Dragon Quest Eleven. That is something I just, it bugs me to no end. You don't like curtain hair? No, I do not like butt cut curtain hair here. So uh, the second I could get any armor that changed the way I look, I wore that until it was well past its usefulness. You know, I could have kept upgrading my armor, but I was like, no, then I'll have to look like him again. Oh, that is something else that's <laughs> going to be in drag the new Definitive Edition. Um, kind of like in Dragon Quest Builders 2 that they did this. You can have any armor on, but then as long as you found it, you can have your appearance be any other armor that you wanted to. Which is good. And also there's more costumes in this one. So. Yes, there are. Yeah, they're adding more costumes. That's right. So you can play. I can play dress up this time. I can get rid of that hair very quickly, and still upgrade my <laughs> defensive ability. That's always a. That's always a fun thing. Is to go look at which uh, Dragon Ball character any given Dragon Quest character maps onto, and it's like <laughs> you look at Eleven Hero, and it's like it's kind of like Trunks, except he's just been in the time chamber, so his hair's a bit long. <laughs> <laughs> he's got kind of that exact haircut. I'll see if I can find it. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you want sprites from other series, I think I've got the entire Romancing Saga 2 sprite sheet around here somewhere. Um, nice. for, just, for, just for playable characters. Nice. 
Wow. And considering there's like eight to ten palette swaps per job class and about nine or ten poses per character. It's a pretty big file. Let me see. What oh, we got. yeah, I've got where was I to try to do Waluigi and some of the Smash Brothers people for my kids. Um, that was an interesting delving deep into <laughs> like DS sprite sheets of Mario and everything and being like, oh, my God. Which, which one can I do? And then trying to match up with my kids. Which one do you want me to make? And which one can be done on a 29 by 29 grid? <laughs> oh. That's just the haircut they went with, basically. Yeah. It's just like, here's the Dragon Ball character we're using this time. <laughs> and I say that, but I also love it. Well, I think Toriyama was interviewed about a year or two ago, and Dragon Quest just hit the 30th anniversary a year or two ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think Japan. And I think he was quoted as saying, you know, if I had known it was going to go this long, I wouldn't have signed on for this. <laughs> <laughs> I think he has a more fun time making up silly looking monsters. That's always been his passion. Yeah. Yeah. And he does it so well. He's also very good at designing monsters that can convince the convincingly look dumb enough to spend a battle turn just doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of other like monster designers in RPGs, they'll produce something that it's like, oh, that that thing looks enough like an animal that I expect it to like just instinctually try to tear me apart. But like you get a Dragon Quest monster and it's like, yeah, it looks like an animal, but it also looks like a cartoon. So I could see it just sort of staring into space for a few minutes. <laughs> and there are rounds where they will. Yes. Either that or they will just start randomly dancing and expect you to dance along. <laughs> and you do. Little demon does the underpants dance. Yes. <laughs> Oh, those demonic ones that get you dancing, man! In Dragon Quest VIII, I, I felt that that RNG was way too high. <laughs> one of my favorites. <laughs> God, one of my favorites. It, one of my favorite things in Dragon Quest is how much that, like, by the end of Dragon Quest IV, Torneko is just like the party member version of that. <laughs> or it's just like you'll tell Torneko to do an attack, and he will do something completely random, <laughs> just like. Torneko tells an Afgag, but the enemy was too gormless to get it. Like, <laughs> Torneko falls and trips, accidentally stabbing the enemy in the head. Torneko calls a, uh, calls a bunch of merchants who stampede through the enemy party. You never know what will happen when you hit that attack button. It'll just, who knows? Oh, and there was a stampede. Was that in Dragon Quest VII 3DS? There was a stampede the where everybody ran by... I think the merchant you mean class. the sheep stampede. Yeah, I know the sheep had one. I feel like or, there was like it, a merchant job that can do something similar. But I think in Dragon Quest Eleven, Rab gets one of those too. Nice. I want to say somebody in Eleven gets one. I, I just remember. Oh, good. Those are funny. Those are funny. Go ahead. I just remember <laughs> getting the merchant stampede while fighting Zaro. So that was. Oh. Uh... oh wasn't thinking too much about that and then that happened and then i got to the next chapter in the 3ds version and i was like i don't actually need another epilogue chapter of this and i never played it <laughs> the extra chapter they added didn't sound that compelling i'm not sure if i should rethink that position 
for Dragon Quest Seven or for Dragon, Dragon Quest Four. Yeah, it, it was all right. It, you got to play as Sorrow, so that yeah, was that fun. was the weird thing about it. it. Was like finding out, like, oh, he's playable in this version. That's weird. <laughs> What's funny is my kids. That that's one of the perler beads that they really like because they like playing as him on Dragon Quest Heroes, the original one. Um. And they always are like, oh, he turns into the big monster with five eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> now I can see everything. Yes. Uh, good monster designs, that whole series. I, I think as much as the gameplay, that's the reason I love it so much. I mean, slimes are like the platonic ideal of a RPG monster design. Mm-hmm. Simple. Everybody can draw one. Everyone can draw one. Everyone is happy to see one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and happy to just slaughter them. <laughs> I always feel a little bad killing a slime. They look so happy. Yeah, they don't want to hurt them. There's so many of them, you know. You're just thinning out the population a little. Wow. <laughs> That's that... gonna... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, they take that to the extreme in the original Dragon Quest Heroes game. Be... Um, have any of you played that one? Yeah, yeah I was really deeply upset when I played like the opening. And it's like, oh, all the Dragon Quest monsters just live with people. This is beautiful. And then the villain just sets us to Dragon Quest status quo. And I, I, could, I could never hate someone more than the person who did that, who took me away from this world where I can just hang out with a slime. Exactly. In that one, you did something like that because I, yep. I know one of the Dragon Quest manga had a very similar setup at the beginning, mm-hmm. where all the Horrible. monsters were trying to be peaceful, except then the Dark Lord returned, and he's like, "Nope, snap fingers, you guys are bad again." I know. Oh. <laughs> you know, speaking oh. of Dragon Quest manga, the there's been somebody, one publishing company, has actually started releasing some Dragon Quest monsters ones this year. And the second volume just came in the mail today. And when I got home, my wife picks it up. She's like, what's wrong with this book? And I'm like, what do you mean, what's wrong with this book? She's like, I opened it up, but it was the end. <laughs> the whole book is put together wrong. And I was like, hold on, let me let, let me tell you about this. This is, why, this is why for 15 years there were like notices in the back. Wrong way, wrong way. <laughs> So, yeah, I've tried to start reading the first one to my kids, but them hovering on my shoulder, reading a small comic along with me at night, they they, they don't pay attention to that as much as the giant picture book still. So One day. Yes, yes. They're very interested in it, because my kids were raised on Dragon Quest, so they, all the monsters, they know and love, they talk about it, and... My little three-year-old will walk up and be like, Daddy, are you going to play Dragon Quest Builders 2 tonight? And he enunciates every single word of that. And they can tell you the difference between the original Dragon Quest Heroes and Dragon Quest Heroes 2. <laughs> That's important. Okay, my, my brain's shutting down because I decided to look up the, the Dragon Quest manga I've heard the most about, Dino Daipoken. And found yeah. out that its protagonist found his way into Jump Force, and I'm sure he's absolutely horrible looking in it. Because everything looks bad in that game. Yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah Dino Daibuken was a fun story. I've heard that one's like the m- longest running at the very least. 
It's like 30-something volumes, I think. Wow. I don't remember. I I never actually finished it, but I read through quite a lot of it. Well, he somehow found his way. Like, they put him into the most recent Jump crossover fighter, which was kind of surprising. Not too surprising, because they've reprinted that entire series at least three times while I've been in this country. It's more... I mean, it's surprising in the sense that they've never allowed like a Dragon Quest spin-off character into one of those before. So I mean it wasn't just a Dragon Quest spin-off character, it was one of the major jump manga series of its time. Yeah. Like I can only assume that there was like something keeping it from happening just by virtue of the fact that it, like it didn't even appear in some of the ones that had like a hundred characters in it, so mm. Yeah. Uh, should we do a question eventually? <laughs> yes, yeah, someone in the chat who is actually Scar uh, from Discord oh, hey. asked, "Who is the best Dragon Quest character?" Oh, there's, there's a lot of them. Me, I'm Little the best Blue Dragon slime. Quest character. <laughs> I, I was Blue gonna slime. say slime, slime. It's slime. Would we have to call him Rocket? Is that the only one that got a name? Well, I, I mean, mean, there was also Slalin. It was oh, the, yeah. the actual name of the character in the first and third games of that series. And I think that was also like the, the generic name for him in Dragon Quest V. Now oh, I'm just remembering... Great. Well, now I'm just remembering all of my favorite stupid slime puns. Tootenschleimen? Slime Shady? Oh, man, those, those tanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> that game was glorious. Mm-hmm. If only I could find a way to play the third one. Hmm. Hmm. If only that were possible. <laughs> but in an order, dude. Oh man, I'm still just like that was like I still feel that the most perfectly dated name. Like nothing could. There was only a period of like three years where someone would name a slime Slime Shady, and that's something that I think should be celebrated. <laughs> that was in eight, right? Yeah, that's in the PS2 yeah. eight. Mm-hmm. Like Apparently, the was... translation group had a lot of uh, back and forth with Level Five over how to translate some of the incredibly atrocious monster puns for the individual monsters. They had they had to have very deep in-depth conversations on why this pun worked better in English. <laughs> the cutting room floor for Dragon Quest Eight is fantastic because it has like a bunch of like files left on the disc that are basically like them going through the localization process of a bunch of stuff. <laughs> so I think I've mentioned this before, but uh, you know, if you're interested in the localization process at all, it's eye-opening. Yeah, Dragon Quest Eight. They had a pun name for all of the. Was it the infamous or the whatever the creatures were that you could mm-hmm. find on the world map and then recruit yeah. your monster party? All mm-hmm. of them had those names. Yeah, that those are the ones I was talking about. The the individual monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think wasn't Dragon Quest Eight is where the puns started, right? Yeah, in in the localizations, yeah. In the localizations, it was was pretty punny in the in the uh, Japanese as well. Yeah, it was just the first time that the localizations really tried to match that concept. Mm -hmm. It it was also level five at the helm for the actual development. 
Yep. They which, had taken over for Heartbeat, which had summarily uh, destroyed itself and turned into Genius Sonority. I'm sorry. Oh, really? What? Genius Sonority, the developers of several GameCube Pokemon games, were made up primarily of former Heartbeat staff. Interesting. Wasn't Heartbeat folding the reason we didn't get Dragon Quest IV? Yep. For the PlayStation 1? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that, they, uh, that advertisement was in the uh, Dragon Quest VII book. Yeah, it was absolutely... Uh, it, it was announced, they gave preview builds, and at some point, Heartbeat just sort of died. As far as I can tell, the only comment they ever gave was that they were uncertain that they could continue to uh, pay for development in these trying times. Mm-hmm. And gave up the ghost immediately, despite the fact that they were developers of some of the most successful games on the PlayStation. So that was weird. Weird. I feel like there must have been some underlying problem there that didn't get that was not aired publicly because that <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, uh, just midstream, just sort of gave up on DQ4 and left uh, left Square holding the bag. Mm-hmm. I guess that's actually where the extra chapter in 4 debuted. It's just, well, we didn't get that version. Oh, I never realized that. That was in the PlayStation 1? I'm seeing claims of it when I look it up. I can't be certain, but... Okay. I know there was a fan translation of the PS2 Dragon Quest V one. Yeah. And that uh, one, Deborah's not in that one. It doesn't have... No, the, she's not. So, like, the DS version is still adding something, whereas I'm not sure on the DS version of 4. Mm-hmm. I, should pl- I should play through Dragon Quest V at some point. I hear it's pretty good. Ouch. You're, you're just saying this to troll us, Beals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I bought it day one. It's just... I was, ten years later, you haven't played it. I was still finishing Day 3,675, how far are you? I was still playing Dragon Quest IV at the time. So it got put What's on the back burner. your excuse for the last 2,000 days? Then Dragon Quest VI came out, and that was shinier and newer. And, and then, markedly worse. Very much so. Yes, yes, yes. And then, uh, yeah, I got nothing. I'll fight you. No, that's fine. I'm going to beat Dragon Quest VII first because I like that one better. <laughs> you haven't even played it! You haven't I, even played it! I feel like I need to... Ex- Wheels, ex- let's, let's stop pushing Dave's blood pressure too high. Okay, okay. okay. Let me explain why I like Dragon Quest VII so much because I feel like it's de- a design... Uh, specifically designed for someone insane like me. In that, that's not a great start <laughs> for someone with gaming ADD who is always looking at oh the newest shiniest game and uh, only occasionally for things like I don't know Fire Emblem Three Houses only occasionally gets really sucked into completing a game all in one go. It was it's like the perfect me game because I can finish like one section put it down for a while, come back, and it's like, okay, got to find some new stone fragments, open up a new area. I get this whole nice little bite-sized story, and I can continue on to the next one, or, you know, put it down and come back to it later. 
It's meanwhile. Yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty much what we were saying before you started recording. Was just the vignette, yeah, style of storytelling. It works really well with handheld in many I, ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just love the structure of the game. It, meanwhile, the structure is the reason that when I put it down, I couldn't actually pick it back up. Because all I could think was like, "Oh God, do I have to pick up fragments? I don't like picking up fragments." No, uh, hey, listen, I understand completely why people bag on that game don't like it or have trouble beating it it's just for whatever reason it's the game that just works for me the most and it's not just the structure i like i've liked like all the sections i've played Uh, i've liked the characters even maribel and i don't Uh, know it just it just works (laughs) for me i don't know what to tell you (laughs) For, I'm not here to yell at you, but I am going to speak very loudly. Uh, well, and been... uh, and also it, um, I have not been able to get into Dragon Quest VIII very much. I don't, I do not, I do not like the character development system, and the PS2 version was slow as f. Why aren't you playing the 3DS version? You can at least speed it up. Um, no, okay. I, will, I when I, I finally play through the whole damn thing i will i'm just saying that's why i'd never finish the ps2 version because it was just the I load understand. times were unbearable i hated the character development system and the load times were unbearable here's the character <laughs> development also the load times were unbearable so here's the character development system before wheels skips again like a broken vinyl yeah. um the key to character development system pick three things you care about only bother with those. Yeah, that's boring there. to me. I'm sorry, that bores me. You must, you must really hate. Uh, well, I could list a number of RPGs that you enjoy, but never mind. So, like, I, I will say in response, my problem with Seven mm-hmm. is that either way I play it, I am struck with the notion you probably should have cut to just some of the stronger material because none of the game's sub- subsections are bad. But some of them definitely feel redundant. Well, okay, there is that. It's like they could have done a better job of editing it down. Yeah. Yeah, like you just. Like, sometimes when you have two scenarios that kind of cover similar ground, it, it pays to just say both of, neither of these is bad, but one of them is enough. <laughs> <laughs> now, so and I do. This, I think. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, I defended, I had to defend Dragon Quest Seven, Wheels. I think I did a very good job on it on uh, Backtrack almost a year ago, probably about 11 months ago. We had a Backtrack, and that was the first one I hopped on. And it, everybody, yes, Phil couldn't get to Dharma. Mike Minky couldn't ever bring himself to play it again. And <laughs> <laughs> I think Kelly was on, too, and... She had her little parts, and I was like, no, I just, I loved the whole game. It, it was, I, it, like Will said, I liked the vignettes. It was fine. I I could play 24 back-to-back three-hour RPGs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What I, you're I, saying is you want half-minute Hero 3. And I, did, <laughs> I don't even hate how long it takes to get to a battle, either, because... I mean, especially since it's a Dragon Quest game, I know how battles work. I don't, I'm not in any rush to get to them. I, I think like the no, it, 
Though it should be noted, again, for the 3DS version, they cut down the time before the first battle by about three hours. Yes, they do, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I I really like that opening section because it builds up the world and it builds up, like, the mystery of, okay, what the heck is going on? I, I think it's really kind of needed for the structure that Dragon Quest VII sets up. And I, sure, I can understand, well, people may bounce off that, but I, I don't think the game would be better if you get to a battle in two seconds. I think battles are useful to modulate the fact that Dragon Quest is already a very slow-paced game, and starting out with nothing but the slowest slow-paced segment <laughs> is... It's reasonable to be like I don't have time for yeah, this. Yeah, uh, no, I'm not saying it's <laughs> I'm not saying it's unreasonable. I'm just saying that for what Dragon Quest VII is and what its story and structure are, that it's better off for doing that, for better or worse. I guess my my thought process would be that I think that there's a lot of Seven that is really strong. I think one of the best understated moments, I'm just going to spoil a thing that happens like 30 hours in, but that's like a quarter of the way through the game. One of the best (laughs) understated moments in a game I've ever seen is when your best friend character, Kiefer, leaves the party forever, and you realize that you're never undoing that because you go back to your home island far in the future, and you just find his grave. And it's just like, oh... I guess I guess I won't get. I, he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. And like that's a really strong piece of material, and tons of people will never even get far enough in to see that because it it's just such a weirdly paced game. <laughs> yeah, I'll say it, it's similar to what we were talking about earlier. The first time I tried Grandia, fifteen whatever <laughs> years ago, I uh, actually bounced off of it because. I did not want to go on a treasure chest in a weird polygon 3D world. It was one of the first polygon games I'd played. I did play Dragon Quest VII before it, and then that was my second PS1 game ever was Grandia. And I was like, oh, this is... I don't I don't want to be searching for an iron pot lid and whatever. And I put that down after 20, 30 minutes. And <laughs> I had to come back to it months later and fall in love. I think my favorite thing about the anecdote that you just gave is that you seem to have, like, because of the two games you played immediately on the PS1, you have this very, you would have started with a very skewed idea of what PS1 games tended to look like. Because (laughs) both of them them are, like, 3D environment with 2D sprites overlaid RPGs. You know what? I never, I'll say this right here and i've said it i said the, i said it online today i've never played final fantasy 7 8 or 9 i i almost skipped the entire playstation 1 era other I, than those games i am 33 percent ashamed of you <laughs> you should play 7 and 9 you should eight yes. and die in a <laughs> I, I, you should play i nine. will say nine i want to get to on the switch because there's some quality of life stuff going that on there speed, you need that speed up yeah. you will not be able to penetrate it without the speed up and i do have seven on the vita it is actually downloaded it is taking up memory so one day i will beat that yeah. to clear that memory off I my mean, valuable seven is so good wheels do we have to have another fight on air no i i like seven most of the time so most of the time i, don't know. I, don't know. I like that because it like 
the way you, you didn't say I like most of seven, it's I like seven most of the time, which makes it sound like you're like a weird werewolf, but for hating a specific game. Yeah, you know. Uh, apparently, apparently, Scar loves the idea that you said eight can die in a fire. Listen, <laughs> very bad. I can never re- recommend eight to anyone. It's bizarre. It's strange. I liked it by the time I finished it. I don't even know why. You know, it, it was just like I didn't hate that. That was weird. I, I got Grandia and FF8 for the same Christmas. Extremely excited to play Final Fantasy VIII because, oh man, I love Final Fantasy VII. And, you know, Oof. I had a good time with Mystic Quest. Oof. And then I played FF8. <sighs> and I spent, I was determined to like it. I was determined to like FF8. I spent four discs trying to convince myself that I was having <laughs> a good time. And I got to Ultimatius Castle, and all I could think was, I hate this, and I don't want to finish. Time and I compression. I, and I didn't. I have never legitimately finished that game. I got to the final dungeon. I got most of the way through it. I did the bonus content. I went and stole Eden from the Ultima Weapon. And only at that point were my eyes open, and I realized I don't value anything I've done with that time. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. It's like a giant time loop, and it doesn't really make sense. And no, I looked up what happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. First all seeds. Um, uh, Ultimacia is a big Mortal Kombat fan, and in the future, we will not use the letter C. It's useless. Completely superfluous. We can just use get, get by with Ks. Um, Seems legit. Yeah. But... Uh, okay, okay, right. So so back to Dragon Quest Seven for a minute. So so what what kind of made me think of this weird thing? Like, oh, I really love Dragon Quest Seven. I think it's maybe my favorite. Is it's like this weird nexus for my fandom of Dragon Quest because uh, obviously, like most people, I my age anyway, I played the original back in the day because of Nintendo Power. But yep. though it I knew, was free. yeah, but though I knew about it was. The, Though I knew about the sequels, I never actually played them. You know, the most I did was play, like, Dragon Quest 1 and 2 on Game Boy, but not really a ton, because uh, I'd rather play Final Fantasy Legends some more. Uh, and yeah. I really only came back to the series with Dragon Quest 7, or obviously then Dragon Warrior 7 on PS1. <laughs> And mm-hmm. played a ton of that, and that led me to obviously eight and messing around with some of the monster games and stuff. And you know, what kind of brought me back again later on was uh, the announcement of Dragon Quest Seven for the 3DS, and then assuming it would never come out for um, the U- like three years. Yes, assuming <laughs> it would never come out for the U- the uh, come out in the U.S., I decided to import a. Uh, Japanese 3DS, and one of the first games I got was obviously Dragon Quest VII and then the Dragon Quest Monsters game. So it's kind of just been like this weird... It's... Although I've finished other games instead of it, it's always, like, brought me to more of the series. It's very weird. So... I'm just, just like, 
squinting my eyes and like confusedly shaking my <laughs> whatever head. man this uh, this year i'm gonna finish it it's it's gonna happen i uh i like i remember wanting dragon warrior 7 when the ps1 version came out but not being able to afford it and yeah. never really getting around to no, it so yeah i told you this this is dragon warrior 7 was one of the the first thing i emailed in to the q a column at rp gamer like god how many years ago now too many like 15 I'm years long. ago. Just and now I am Santa. Wait, no. <laughs> 15 years ago. Yes. Was doing it then. It was, was, was that Google Shing? No, it was... Um, uh, Later than Andy? That. Was it a Matt? <laughs> uh, Wonder Slime. No, I don't think it was Wonder Slime. I forget who, what his name was. It's not like there's an archive that we can be looking at. Yeah, but do you oh, know? Oh, yeah, how... the archive doesn't necessarily go that far back in a lot of cases because I definitely remember Q and A columns that don't exist anymore on the site. Yeah. Also, it's very difficult to navigate. Well, yeah. Guess who's trying right now? Oh. <laughs> well, if you come up with a picture of Pink Freud, let me know. That one has been a weird memory for the last seventeen, eighteen years. Yeah. I'll let you know. I like how yeah, I like to... well, yeah, one of our early Q&A guys was kind of weird, and he had an ongoing like, uh, stream of consciousness narrative that he would weave into his answers. About, <laughs> and I think at one point he was kidnapped by a, a clone of a 19th century psychoanalyst dressed up as a Sailor Moon character named Pink Freud and taken to Antarctica. There's a lot to unpack there. Yes. Wow. No, well, there's never been a normal host of anything Q&A related. Let me this guy makes you. it look absolutely <laughs> normal wheels. Uh, well, there's, okay, there's definitely, like, all of these ones from, like, 2004 are archived. But a lot of the earlier stuff, like Circle of Sage, Sages or Sharky or some of the others, are, no, um, Thor, Thor Antrim, you won't find mm -hmm. a lot of their stuff down there. Yeah, but I'm looking for the time when Wheels seems to think it would have happened, which is, seems to be an 04-ish period. Uh, well, my memory for exact dates is terrible, so... Uh, bigger than the bread box. You got any other hints for me? That's probably wrong. <laughs> There's just so many of these. Uh, it's may, it may be earlier than that, because... The period when they were doing these daily. What do you want from me, Wheels? I don't know. 2004, uh, I was mostly obsessed with the Red Sox and probably wouldn't, wouldn't be writing into this. <laughs> I don't understand. Wheels can only have one fandom at a time. <laughs> no, what I mean uh, is I would be looking at baseball news and rumors and stuff. His online time. You know, we didn't have our smartphones back then. So he wasn't all over Discord at the time. So when he sat down and dialed in, you yeah. know, why and how would you do these daily? I'm dying. <laughs> I, I I don't understand. You know how do you know how annoying it was to do it weekly? I don't understand. Where? Edit edit a bunch of text into an HTML template and pray to Jeebus he didn't break it. <laughs> and then you oh find out God. that you definitely did. Oh yeah, that uh, happened a lot. Uh, okay, so um. So yeah, there's a lot of these, and I'll probably die if I actually try to find this, unless I just start... I could, I should just make a robot that scrapes through these and looks for the word wheels. 
I'll see if I can <laughs> find it. Um, if he was even using that particular handle when he was writing in all those years ago. I don't... That's a good point. I don't think I was. I think I was still in denial. You were still... If, I know you. I know at least two other names before the invention you, of the wheel. No, so uh, okay. So brief history. He, he told me about this. I've yes. known this a long brief time. history of my stupid nickname. I used to play Warcraft three a lot, and I was part of like a little group of like Mac gamers, and <laughs> and I had some of them on like I had some of them on like my instant messenger, just like with my real friends. So I had. Ran, at some point, I had an away message up that said, like, in need of new nickname or something, because my some of my friends were calling me Mikey, and it drove me nuts. So, Mike, we hate this nickname, don't yes, we? Yes, we do. Yes. I had so, to explain that to my wife a few times. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I threw that up there, and one of them, who was a, a, a dude from Alaska that we used to play Warcraft with, was like, how about wheels? I'm like, no, that's stupid. So he proceeded to go to the IRC channel that we hung out in and told everyone to start calling me that. And it stuck for, <laughs> I don't know how many years. Honestly, Before I think, you finally accepted it I think as your I've, destiny. I think when I, around, right before I started like writing for RP Gamer was when I was just like, okay, I'm just going to use this for my online handle. I think that was about then, which was like seven years later, maybe eight years later. So... Kudos to them for keeping up with it for that long. <laughs> I guess. I just looked at the very oldest archived one, which is 20 years young. And. Jeez. This one does actually appear to be the first one at the very least. Wow. Really? So it might be out there somewhere. Hello out there in gaming land. This is... I'm just going to blank it because I don't want to uh, bother someone who left the site many years ago. Uh, but we're taking a page from other IGN sites books and making a Q&A section where readers write in and your clever and witty webmaster will reply with clever and witty answers. Okay, let's see here. Matt Deemers, I believe that is the person. So it may have, yeah. been, may have been 2005... Okay. So that would have been Wonder Slime, yes. I was going to say, that's Wonder Slime. I know that name. Is it? Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. Okay. So, so I know, I've got him on Facebook. He made a, he made his own Dragon Quest clone game a couple oh, years yeah, that's back. that's right. I mean, yeah, I have that download. I, I wrote, I to play it. So I, I wrote the, impression, the uh, deep look impression for it and included a happy birthday, Matt, in like the third paragraph. Nice. Which one Back was the that? The second paragraph, because I had to write a... I mean, I actually had to write a disclaimer in the middle, or not disclaimer, but uh, like a yeah. I actually had to write a paragraph saying, "I actually know this guy. He's awesome, and he did not actually ask me to do this." <laughs> Which game was that that he did? Uh, it was called Dragon Warrior: Begin a New Quest. Okay. And it's um, it's an eight-bit Dragon Quest clone. It is a very well done little game. So um, all it needed was an actual job class system, and it would have been perfect. But it, as it is, it's a very good game on its own. So I have it uh, sitting on my computer, and I keep meaning to put more time into it. Yes, it has one of the best third act uh, reveals I have ever seen. 
So go play it. It's awesome. Okay. Man, he wrote a lot of Q Q and A columns. This is going to take forever to find. (laughs) Why you make something to scrape it for you? Yep. Start towards the end and work your way backwards. Uh, I just clicked on a random one, random one, and the title of one of these letters is Grandia Three. Now with fifty fifty percent more Grandia ness. (laughs) I have many questions, none of which I feel will be answered. Hold on, you've turned uh, into a robot. Yeah, you have gotten super buzzy. Yeah. You're a platinum robot, man. Yeah, just try uh, disconnecting and reconnecting. Will it, will it. Anyway, my co host has woken up. Hello. Hi. Uh, hello, co host. Oh. Hi. Should we hit another question? We have. Another? Did you hit one? Oh, God. Uh, Matt, you're still weird. Hmm. Okay, hold on. Uh, I think we have some in Discord. Yeah, we've gotten one or two in Discord. Mm -hmm. Somewhere. Oh, here's one from Madness. Here's an easy question. Who's your favorite weirdo party member character in a game? Your Quinnas and Red Thirteens, or guys who otherwise don't fit the rest of the game. Um, the Alliance Alive Penguin guy. Yeah. Damn, I, damn it. Damn it, that's a good one. We all, just, we all just said he got outgunned for Alliance Alive. God damn it. Yeah. Okay, well then, uh, Romancing Saga 3, The Snowman. Oh, hell yeah. God damn it, when are we getting the localization for that game? <laughs> Or, we know what's or, happening. We don't have to be rude about them. Or also, um, Romancing Saga 3, the lobster. What? The new lobster. What? Yes, there's an island full of lobster men, and you can recruit one of them. This is glorious. Uh, let's see, Romancing Saga 2, Coppelia, the literal wind-up ballerina doll. Uh, oh, I got a good one. Um, the little turtle thing from Shining Force 2. Okay. Who is terrible, but I always tried to bring him along because he looked cool. When you got him, Chrono uh, Cross, seventy-five percent of the actual cast. <laughs> if we're gonna talk, uh, freaking Shining Force, I'm just gonna bring up Joker because I mean, you don't often see like a hamster in a helmet. Yep. He sucks, but he is a hamster in a helmet. Yep. Yep. Um. The annoying pink mascot thing from Xenogears. Choo choo. Choo choo died for your sins. <laughs> Just contemplate um, this image of Joker. Maro Maro from Blue Dragon. You hate him and we know this. Never played that no. series. Never had an Xbox. Uh, okay. Scar says um, Joker. Joker and Kiwi. <laughs> Joker is good. Uh, hmm. I believe, yeah, Kiwi is just the Shining Force character you were thinking of. Okay. Um, Ketchi, Final Fantasy VII. Ketchi is great because it bounces back and forth from being like a serious party member and not a serious party member. <laughs> And gets extra points for appearing as random cameos for ev- almost every game in the series after that. 
this horrifying. I love the catchy, like the the true catchy, is the robot riding on top of a stuffed Moogle that may or may not also be a robot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also a big fan of being able to find Ketchy's best weapon very before you find uh, Ketchy. But you're you like, don't... this is just a stupid megaphone. What's it doing here? Yeah, why back. would I take this? Yeah. Let's see. I remember uh, that, yes. Yeah, that bothered me the last time I played it. I was like, oh man! You it acknowledges that you are checking the right locker, but it doesn't do anything. Yeah. Let's see, someone brings up Ark the Lad Twilight of Spirits Bebadora. I don't remember enough of the cast of Ark the Lad Twilight of the Spirits to remember who that is. Another one I didn't double play. Check that. Yeah. Uh, Teddy, Persona 4. Mm. I what can, a nightmare he is. I can bear that. Uh, uh, but we can't bear your jokes, dude. Well, I've been here for bear ever. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> well, you're back. I am. Yay. I've been listening. Okay. Unrobotically. You've been gazing at the beautiful visage of Jogurt. Okay, so <laughs> do you have an answer for favorite weird party member that doesn't fit in with the rest of the cast? Oh. Uh, is it going to be something from Dragon Quest? <laughs> I can't think of a Dragon Quest party member that doesn't feel in step with the existence of Dragon Quest. That's the True. problem. Well, well it's more about Dragon Quest as a series and a concept. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Silvando's kind of a unique character in Dragon Quest XI. He I'll had, meet him eventually. <laughs> oh, you you won't miss him. <laughs> he is very flamboyant. He's the reason for that uh, peacock outfit wheels you had up earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> what a time. When the hero dresses up in his whole regalia. Powerful. Man, I can't wait to play this game. <laughs> and, and his story, his character arc, is one of the best. It, it's... He definitely goes through changes in that. But yeah, as a Dragon Quest kind of character, I mean, he's, he's unique for the series. He is definitely unique. He doesn't go over the top. Well, I mean, some people think he does, but I was going to say he's no Teddy, but uh, maybe he is. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh-oh. Yeah. And just for fun, let's say from random Z-Boyd games, pause. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to go check the co-host diaper. Be back in a little bit. All right. You soon. Good luck. Godspeed. If you have to look, there's something there. <laughs> Uh, okay, do we have other questions? Uh, let me check, because Madness had a couple. Madness yeah. had a few. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Commented. I feel the need to comment since you answered my question that FF12 is also probably the most game I've started the most times, too. Uh, I enjoy it now, but I always seem to lose interest around the last one third or quarter of the game. Uh, here's another one. If you were to pick a Nintendo property for them to turn into an RPG series in the vein of Paper Mario or Super Mario RPG, which one would it be? 
what would you make it like and why and also why is the best answer Kirby because <laughs> Kirby is a blue mage yeah Kirby Kirby, Kirby, Kirby. Yeah, la- but we won't disallow Kirby for a moment. Last episode made me go and buy a bunch of Kirby games. <laughs> and things ended poorly for you. Yes. I hate you, Amazon. I would take a turn-based Zelda. That'd be interesting. That could be cool. There's enough of a cast there to make that work. Yeah, there, there's enough. You could have parties. Just give me... Just let me pick my favorite Zeldas to have in my party. Well, there you go. You'd have a multiverse... Yeah. I feel like the Zelda. answer is that the more recent Zeldas are the most interesting because they're actually characters now. <laughs> I feel like so what are we talking about? I feel like Golden Sun could make a good RPG. I'll fight you because that already what? happened. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, we, no, we, that, uh, that's my subtle request for more Golden Sun. I that wasn't subtle that in the slightest. Two good RPGs. <laughs> Dare we say a third? Wow. No. no. Uh, but no, Madness had a question. Uh, if you could pick another Nintendo property for them to turn into an RPG in the vein of Paper Mario or Super Mario RPG, which one would it be? What would you make it like? And also, why is the best answer Kirby? To which I responded that it's because Kirby's a blue mage. Well, Kirby's not only a blue mage, but he's got his own built-in um, job class system. Yeah. Mm. So if you want to make it more like the Kirby uh, Smash, whatever it was, the... Which I still can't remember the title for, but it's still on my 3DS. He's a man of many hats. Kirby yes, Fun Kirby Superstar. Yep. The Kirby Planet Robo Bobo 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 Bobo. Uh, Kirby Bobo 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 Bobo. Wait, no. No, Kirby Planet Robo Bobo Bobo Bobo. Well, someone got the terrible joke I was making. Um... Yes, and I don't want to remember that that series ever existed. <laughs> What, what series is this? With a, this is a jump property from the mid about a man with gigantic sensibling nose hair. Okay. That sounds bad. Sorry, everybody. Just getting the bottle ready, and she's a little impatient. Uh-huh. So do I have a mute button on here? One moment. Uh, yes, it's a little microphone. <laughs> okay. Uh, you found it. Congrats, Kirby. Kirby, Kirby, Kirby. Wait, no. Um, let's see. Otherwise, I say we hit the maybe the most obvious. Hmm? What's the most obvious here? Oh no, that's what I said. We've hit the couple yeah. most obvious. Oh, yeah. I would, you know, would make a neat RPG, and this is kind of cheating because it would just be a crossover with Paper Mario, but like yeah. a cross with uh, like the yarn version of Yoshi and like uh, the woolly version. Sorry, the yarn version of Kirby and the or is and the whatever the heck the Yoshi is made of version of Yoshi. Uh, usually some form of felt, but also wool. Yeah, thank you, wool. Uh, put them all together in some weird 2D RPG. I think that would be cute and fun. Scar brings up the they would like to see a Metroid SRPG. It could be interesting. I'm interested in what you do with that, but I mean, like, Metroid's one of those ones that has enough unexplored background that you've got a lot of options so 
Yeah, that reminds me that I've wanted a Dragon Quest SRPG since they had that weird little tactics game on the DSi shop. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was actually playing that for a couple hours about two months ago. <laughs> I always forget that happened. Yeah, well, it's kind of forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, a, there's another Dragon Quest uh, podcast out there, Puff Puff Hour, and... They had said something about trying to play that game because they're trying to play their way through the entire series and all the offshoots of it. Oh, jeez. And they, yeah, they thought that that game might be gone from the eShop. And hmm. on a whim, I pulled out my 3DS and it was still there. I mean, I don't know if you can still get it, but oh, wow. it's on my 3DS. It transferred over well to my new 3DS XL a year ago and... I don't know if you can go out and still find it, but... Yeah, that, that's a good question, because I don't remember how exactly that worked. Like, if... I, I don't know if they just put the DSi shop stuff on the 3DS shop, or if you actually connected to, had to connect to, like, the DSi shop. I have no idea. That's... I'm going to go look that up right now. Someone, someone, uh. <laughs> someone, find, someone find another question while I open up my 3DS. I don't think we have any more questions of the problem, but I'll keep looking. It was Dragon Quest Wars. That was the name of it. Dragon Quest Warriors. Wait, no. No, Wars. No, W-A-R-S. <laughs> I know, I know. But I'm going to keep making that joke until until the end of time. There I'm you go. I'm still mad that they didn't name Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest Heroes just like Dragon Warrior. <laughs> We're not trying to, what, <laughs> what, what the hell is the Musou's name? Yeah, the uh, Dragon Quest Heroes, the World Trees Woe, and the yeah, something you. below. Yeah. Light low. Gotcha. Yeah, they could have just called it Dragon Warriors. Yeah, it would it would have been perfect. Dragon Quest Warriors. J- Japan wouldn't have gotten it, but it would have been hilarious for us. Yes, it well, would. in Japan, they just called it Dragon Quest Musou. They didn't, actually. Yeah, I think right. they gave it a, spe- a bespoke title. <laughs> Let me see did if we can mark a, it out. Did it have 20 words as the uh, subtitle? Hopefully. Uh, Dragon... Dragon... Yeah, it was just Dragon Quest Heroes in Japan. Hmm. Yeah, they gave but up they on the big title for the uh, second one. Yeah, mostly because that big title was maybe not the best choice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I bought into that game because they were like, please purchase this or we will not localize other Dragon Quest. And I was like, I can't take that chance. (laughs) Oh, man, that's a game I've got over 100 hours in. That's one that I actually, there was a good place to metal, mini metal grind and another place to get up to level 99 pretty easily. Oh, no. Pretty easily, I mean, within like 10 hours. So... That that is probably the only Dragon Quest game where every single character I have is at level ninety nine. Oh, wow! <laughs> and that was mainly because that was right around my son was two and really getting to love the monsters and understanding what was what. And I did the old trick of here, hold my PS two or controller, well, and you can battle with me too. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> Smart. I can't do that anymore. Oh, no, I can't either. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I just bought... 
I've, I've never had two controllers for my PS4. I picked one up last week because they opened an arcade down the road, and my son and I got hooked on, I want to say, the original Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh, nice. New Age of Heroes. And we, we played that for an hour. We went in to try out this new arcade, and it was half price. I got in for $5. My son got in free, and so for $5, we stayed for three hours playing a bunch of games. And I came home, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should buy a uh, another PS4 controller and get something at Marvel vs. Capcom 3 or maybe the DC one. What is it? Injustice? Injustice Gods Among Us. One of those is much more child-appropriate than the other. <laughs> <laughs> so, th- those are now on my PSN wish list. Something drops down to 15 bucks. I'll grab one. Nice. Well, I have a happy little girl here who is not very good at keeping all of the contents of the bottle in her mouth. Uh-oh. But we're trying. We're learning day by day. Well, I mean, it's been it's like the first time she's actually been on the bottle in two months. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, we're not too sure about this particular milk formula either. Mm. Okay. Mm. All right. So, Wheels, did you find Dragon Quest Wars? Yes. Oh, yes. I almost forgot. Yes, it's there for five bucks on the eShop. Huh? Still there okay. if you want. Yeah. So they must wow. have they must have just copied all that content directly onto the eShop. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that for the is... DSIware? Yep, the DSIware stuff. Yeah, DSIware is was just like straight one to one. So all on the three DS. Obviously you can no longer buy it on a DSI, but you can get it on a three DS. It's like a DSI but more powerful. Yes. So which game? Uh, Dragon, Dragon Quest Wars. Yeah. Dragon Quest Wars. Wars. Dragon Quest Warriors. No. no. War- <laughs> <laughs> Who is on first? I don't know. Dra- base. Dragon Quest Wars. It's like a weird little tactical game they made as a download only title for DSi. Hmm. We were discussing I- uh, Nintendo franchises you'd want to see in other genres and. Platinum here brought up uh, Dragon Quest as a uh, strategy RPG. No, I did actually. Wheels did. Oh, it was I did. Oh, it was yes. Wheels. I thought it was okay. You were the one that brought up that it had happened. <laughs> it had happened, yes. Not very successfully. <laughs> no. There, there are better versions of that idea somewhere in space. Pray for a true peace in space. Anyone questions in chat? Did we miss anything in Discord? Book has not been officially translated. The most want to be released in the U.S. eventually. Uh, let's keep this two games that might that theoretically still could happen. <laughs> Damn it! Oh. How could you? Otherwise, we're going to talk about Beyond the Labyrinth <laughs> for another fifteen minutes. <laughs> hey, you beat me to it. Okay. But yeah, you know, Konami might get come to its senses at some point. No, it won't. <laughs> We're dreaming here. I refuse to dream. I won't be hurt again. But we've, we're getting all the saga. No wheels. We're getting buddy. all the saga. You will, uh, well, guys, you said you the, theoretically could happen, which had to made me delete all the 3DS games I was thinking of. Oh, yeah. I was immediately <laughs> yeah, thinking of uh, Dragon Quest Monsters 2 3DS. And I was thinking of Dragon Quest 11 3DS. <laughs> 
Listen, I'm not allowed to talk about Daigyakuten Saiban. You don't get to talk about this. Uh, also, um, something is going nuts on your screen. You okay watch Blasters 2? I suppose that might theoretically still happen. No, it's, it's not. It's no. That's no. We're never getting it. Yeah, no. You haven't had enough yokai blasters? No. It's real. Between the first game. Oh my gosh, there was more than enough yokai blasters in, what is it, yokai 3? <laughs> I know, I but feel the, like the entire game's worth of content was right there as a subsystem. It's got like this whole Indiana Jones theme and stuff. It's just. Ah, <laughs> Why it in English, damn it? Give it to me. Oh, part two is. Yes, yeah. I mean, no. in Indiana Jones? Yes, yes. Okay. okay. As much as part one was uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a strange mm-hmm. choice, given the name. But I guess they, they made that choice, and they were going to live with it. Yeah, what was the... Oh, yeah. oh, God, what was the original title? It wasn't Blasters. It was... Uh, Busters. Yeah, it was just Busters. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they weren't... A little they too were on not... the nose. They weren't about to, like, dance around what they were thinking about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're driving the Ecto-1 dressed up in old <laughs> Ghostbusters outfits, and the super monster-fied version of Whisper is the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. <laughs> they're not hiding anything. They, they live in a version of the abandoned firehouse. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. okay, and while we're on Yokai Watch, I would have loved um, the crossover with Romance of the Three Kingdoms. I forgot that happened. Yeah. Wow. It's just like Pokemon Conquest, which I also loved. <laughs> and obviously also uh, the third Dragon Quest slime game. Slime Mori Mori 3, yeah, I don't you. remember the full name. If only I could bring myself to mod my 3DS. Is there a, is there a translation patch for that? There's yeah, one that's I, ongoing. It's like 80% done now, I yeah, think. Okay. It actually, they just released it in beta on August 1st. Oh, wow. But they that. are adamant that people buy the game. So all of their stuff is only how to do it via the Luma custom firmware uh, on a physical 3DS with the game inserted. Well, I have the game, but I do not want to mod, mod any of my 3DSs, so that's problematic. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I was messaging you the other day the easy 87 step yeah. way to modify <laughs> Yeah, no. 3DS. Simple. Hard pass. 87 easy steps. Yep, I saw that, and I was like, you know, I have plenty other games in my backlog. Yeah, I also don't want to ruin my my Dragon Quest-themed 3DS from Japan, so no. Yeah, there's that. What a coward. Not willing to live on the edge. <sighs> what time is it? Midnight 30? Should we wrap yeah, this up? Yeah, midnight 30. We can wrap. Yeah. Does anyone actually talk like that, or do I sound like a weirdo? No, that's <laughs> not going to change whether we use that turn of phrase or not. <laughs> do I sound like more of a weirdo? Let me rephrase that. I mean, not significantly. It's like a statistical... It looks like statistical white noise. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
at this point, whatever. Uh, have to really, really get into it to do anything else at this point. Yeah, uh, so... Uh, well, Wheels, while your brain is slightly mushy, yes. look report. Um, I, uh, uh, well, it's time to go. Let's wrap the show up. <laughs> I, I mean, what wait, I need... wait, 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 <laughs> wait, somebody else is going to give a book report. Good. So I have read the first two books and I'm Thank about you. 20% through book number three. Um, the beginning of the year school job has been very ah. easy. It's going to ramp up in about two weeks, but I was actually sitting at work the other day, and I'm like, wow, I'm actually, I literally have nothing to do. Like, I'm done, and I, I think I was listening to a Q&A question. I heard the uh, weekly wheels report on the non-reading. <laughs> lack of report, yes. One the, thing the we wheels. And I was, it, it just struck my chord right then. I was like, oh, look at that. Yeah, I can go do that right now. I'm just sitting here. I mean, it's not like I can whip out a 3DS in the middle of a classroom with windows all around me. But, you know, if I'm just looking at my iPad and next thing I know... That that could be work. No one will know. (laughs) Yeah. Next thing I know, an hour and a half had gone by and I'm like, wow, that was an enjoyable story. I had fun. I I like the two different points of view where you get the girls in the pizza parlor and then the whole um, role playing aspect of it. I like how it jumps back and forth between those. And yeah, I'm interested to see what this new character just hopping out or hopping in midway into the stream, book number three, is going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that we finally have a book report that isn't wheels dodging a question. Well, <laughs> yes. Well, when I bought my original copy of it, I did read some of it, but I, I don't know. I just. Anytime I could be reading, I'm playing video games. Or and anytime you could be playing a video game someone asked you to, you're playing a different video game. <laughs> oh, I can understand that. I think I've done nothing but audiobooks now for almost about 20 years. With the way I commute, I've listened to quite a bit. All the Game of Thrones, yeah. all the Wheel of Time, all that stuff. But yeah, actually, if I'm going to sit down at home at 9 o'clock at night, I don't pull out a book, I pull out a video game. Video games are power. See, I have a valid excuse. <laughs> in conclusion, turn it into a video game. <laughs> I'll just talk. I'll just talk to all the NPCs in Grandia or one of the Trails game many times. I mean, my gosh, how many words is that? Uh, a lot. At least one. Yeah, I remember that, the script enough that of, when Nayuta no Kiseki came out, I was making jokes about length. So <laughs> I remember when I remember Carpe Folger. When they were working on Trails uh, in the Sky second chapter, they like one of their their translator had like a nervous breakdown like partway through the two million kanji strong script. Oh God! Yeah. What that was that they had the word count. What is it? Trails of Cold Steel three had that graphic when it uh. was announced back in January. Like you know, longer than the Harry Potter's Harry, Harry Potter, the Harry Potter. Uh, I don't. Three. I don't want to know what that is. <laughs> uh, that's what my son called Harry Potter for a while. I'm not surprised. Sounds like the new character on Captain Underpants. Kind of does. <laughs> but it's something like a million words or something like that. Like that's for chapter one. That's for first chapter of Trails oh, of Cold Steel one. Uh, Trails How of many? Sky one. <laughs> Here we go. How many words in the Legacy of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel 3? 
approximately 1,111,111. Good old Warren Peace. It is 2.3 times the amount of the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. And yes, slightly over 1.02 times the entire Harry Potter series. Ah! <laughs> let's, let's just go compare this to War and Peace. So War and Peace is 587,000 words. <laughs> oh, it's, it's two War and Pieces. Yeah. 1.8, something like that. <laughs> uh, I just remember, I think we had uh, an interview with one of the translators for um, from Exceed or something yeah. about one of the Trails games. And as part of it, he they included a section of Japanese script just to say, have fun. And I'm looking at that, I'm like, this reads like, in, like a high school economics textbook. And I said <laughs> it on the forum, and the guy responded saying, yes, in fact, it was a high school economics textbook. <laughs> In game, I'm like okay. I'm just waiting for the RPG version of In Search of Lost Time, <laughs> which uh, I'm trying to remember what the full count on In Search of Lost Time is. Oh, oh man, I just remembered I do have a book report because my son, well, my son and I just finished the final Captain Underpants. Yeah, you say final, but it means that there's probably still more. No, it's the last one as of now. As of now, that's what I meant. Yes. <laughs> but uh, it's pretty interesting. This started with the last book, but uh, they they deal with lots of time travel shenanigans. I think I talked about this before, how they accidentally uh, create the Big Bang. <laughs> uh, cause the Ice Age. Of course. That's normal. And then, of course, the two main characters uh, go back in time to two weeks ago and accidentally create time duplicates in themselves. And the series ends with the time duplicates being like, oh, you know, we're just going to go off and have time adventures now. Sequels. I can't imagine there will be more than that. <laughs> we're extras. We can just go do whatever. Yeah. Pretty much. So looking at it, In Search of Lost Time, which is the longest novel published in a single volume, even if it was not originally released that way. It was published that way at least a few times. Uh, is 3,000 pages and 1.25 million words. So a little bigger than Trails of Cold Steel 3. What was that book again? Uh, in Search of Lost Time. Okay. Which is what you will be by the time you finish reading it. Something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hope you enjoy your proofs because you're going to get a lot of them. But, uh, this sounds like a good excuse for us to close it down. Okay, alright. So, send us questions in Discord on the comments. We didn't have any comments on last episode. We did not have the last comments on the last two. I think Budai might have given up on us. I feel bad. <laughs> bad well, you've been getting a lot of comments from other people, too. So uh, yeah. Anyway, send, you can send us comments in Discord. We'll pick them up there. Uh, be sure to add us, or it would be very hard for us to find them. Yes. You can also just DM them to me or Wheels, and that'll also make it easier for us to find them. Yep. Um, and you should buy Dragon Quest Eleven in any form, because... Hey. You should also I buy think... Gaijin's book. Yes. yes. You should... uh, Princesses of the Pizza Parlor, episodes 1 through 8, available so far. Yes. Uh, you should also go back in time and buy Dragon Quest Seven and Dragon Quest Eight, so we can get Eleven on 3DS translated. 
I don't know why you're... Uh, never mind. We won't discuss this. <laughs> I understand I, I, it's a completist, but still. No, I, I, don't, I don't really care that much. I'm just mad that they, those didn't sell more because they're great ports. Wheels mad. <laughs> I'm mad. Just shaking my head at all of you. Tell you what, Dragon Quest Eleven yeah. is under fifty dollars right now on Amazon. Nice. Yeah. The Dragon Quest Eleven Switch is for some reason on sale on Amazon, which I'm. It's in. it's been that price drop for quite a while. I think uh, Walmart's forcing them to do it, if I'm not mistaken. I was reading that them and Walmart have been uh, on certain games. Walmart will take a new game and take ten dollars off, and up it's until a price the price war. Yeah. Jeez. I'm, mean, pre- I'm prepared to win this price war by just buying one that is cheap. <laughs> I am prepared to lose this price war by just buying it locally from my GameStop. I buy my You're GameStop. Your local GameStop. Yes. Amazon has burnt me too much. Tell us all about Planet Robobot Wheels. No way. Uh, well, you see, I bought a new copy, and yet it. This new copy has some weird sticker on it under the shrink wrap. And the cart is very clearly not housed properly, which I don't think I've ever seen for a new game. So, yeah. Uh, My favorite experience with a re-shrink wrap copy was getting a uh, PS3 copy of a game inside an Xbox 360 case. <laughs> which didn't wow. impede me because I, <laughs> or because I owned both, but at the same time it was like, Huh. I, I don't understand. <laughs> what, a, what a time to be alive. Yeah. Huh. Be careful with the third-party sellers on Amazon, folks. There's some shady nonsense. They don't and always this, have... And this is why I like my local second-hand games industry. Yeah, yeah completely agree. We all wish that America had that. <laughs> and also, eBay is great because you can find sellers that put up, like tons of screenshots of what you're buying so that you can verify that it is uh, what you're buying. Yes, exactly. Remember mm-hmm. having to put up tons of screenshots of a high value item and getting a lot of requests for more screenshots to make sure that I was not a huckster. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Good times. So yeah, long story short, Amazon kind of sucks. Support your local retro shops. <laughs> or I guess in Wheels' case, a GameStop. No, I also I also do if the retro shops. You have to, I guess. I also do the retro shops. They just don't do new games, so. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. That would that would kind of uh, defeat their purpose. They've had their niche. But yeah, uh, I guess that's it. Yeah. Uh, uh, send us questions for next time. Please, we uh, beg of you. Yes. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. I'm gonna save my... Th- yes, Space Cowboys. Peace. Where's, where is Have my, a good one. Where's my OBS window? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>